If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of Maycreate, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. Hello, this is Monica Pitts, and welcome to Marketing with Purpose. I'm all by myself today. I don't have any of my friends, but I am talking about a really fun and very relevant topic, and that's cookies. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about those lovely baked sugary nuggets of goodness. I'm talking about internet or web cookies. You may have noticed a new addition to some of your favorite sites. The little box at the bottom that's stating this site uses cookies, prompting you to accept or to decline. And if you don't know about cookies, the box can feel a little scary. You might feel like accepting cookies puts you at risk. Here's the deal. Most modern websites use cookies. They're just not telling you. If a site uses cookies, they are visible through your browser at any time. So they're not really a secret. They're just not obvious to you. Now, when you see a cookie notification, you're probably on a responsible site because that site feels obligated to let you know. So let's dig into some cookies and clear up some of their stigma by explaining what they are and how they're used. And then you can make a good decision about whether to accept or decline the cookie and choose how to handle them on your own website. So let's start at the beginning. Like, what is a cookie? And no, no, like I said, we're not talking about baked goods here. We're talking about internet or web cookies. This is a type of message that's given from a web browser to a web server. And it allows websites to store information on your machine. They were actually developed in 1994, yes, like back in the dark ages <laughs> by Netscape, to make shopping carts for e-commerce possible. There are different kinds of cookies. So there's persistent and session cookies. If you had a bottomless basket of cookies, for example, these would be persistent cookies, and those types stay valid until they reach an expiration date, like asking a site to remember your login information. But there's also session cookies. Now these go away at the end of the session or visit on a website. And then there's first and third party cookies. So first party cookies are things like allowing people to buy multiple items at once because without cookies, you would have to buy one thing at a time on a website. And then third-party cookies are mainly used for advertisers to target advertising. Kind of like when you shop for rain boots on a website and then suddenly you see those boots on every website you visit. That is cookies in action. So why do they even exist? I mean, there's, there's three big reasons for cookies. The first one, as we've started discussing already is creating a more convenient user experience because some cookies bring joy. In this way, they're a lot like their baked namesakes. They make websites better for users. They customize a web page to your preferences. They can adjust the layout or the regional information. They can enable e-commerce and allow you to keep items in your shopping cart even when you leave a site. Using cookies, you can save your login information on a specific computer so you don't have to re-enter it every single time that you visit. 
You can also track user behavior with cookies. So a website doesn't necessarily need cookies to track what you're doing on a site. They could look at the server logs, but it makes it a lot easier and more accurate when they do. Tracking user behavior using systems like Google Analytics allows the website owner to better understand how people use their website. And using this information, they can learn how to improve the website for users and gauge the success of their marketing endeavors. Usually these are all session cookies, so they're not, they're, they're not going on forever. They're only active while you're on the site. And then the third reason is to target marketing. Those third-party cookies that are generally also persistent, they stick around for a while and they allow marketers to serve ads on other websites based on your interests. So for example, you could show an ad to people on Facebook because they visited your website. This style of targeting is different based on the ad platform. It's usually called like remarketing or retargeting. And it can be a pretty effective way to drive traffic back to your site because you're talking to people who already found you on their own. I mean, it can be annoying <laughs> because advertisers can set it up to be extremely persistent and even a little aggressive feeling, but they can also back off and just show it every so often to people as well. Now, some people object to the way that ad platforms are utilizing information gathered by this type of cookie, and I will talk about that in just a little bit. Now, one thing I have people keep asking me is, are cookies safe? And yes, I mean, cookies are pretty safe. They don't run code. They don't deliver viruses. The nature of a cookie isn't to access your personal information. They're limited to one website and one machine. So they're not available for consumption by others. For example, if you add things to your shopping cart on Old Navy, they don't just show up in your Amazon cart because they're separate. And if you log in to Facebook on your laptop, you're not automatically logged in on your computer um, at work, right? Or on your mobile device. Again, like just to reiterate, cookies don't share your personal information with the website. You make that decision. So Facebook knows who you are because you told it when you signed up. And the same goes for like Amazon and the other sites that you use all the time. That information is not stored in a cookie. It's stored in a database attached to the website. Your login information may be stored in a cookie, but all the other stuff is not. That's in a database. So if they're so safe, then like, what's the big deal already, right? I mean, this, is, so what's funny is this is not the first time cookies have been under scrutiny and not by just dietitians. <laughs> when they first came about, like all the browsers used cookies, but they didn't give people the opportunity to disable them. So a debate sprung up in 1996 that resulted in the Internet Engineering Task Force creating requirements for users to opt in to cookies. Now, unfortunately, not everyone followed those specifications, which is exactly why they are still being <laughs> debated today. I mean, right now I'm recording this. It's January 2020, and there are three big initiatives pushing for opt-in cookie compliance, like among other things for privacy. The um, European Union has the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, and e-privacy regulation. And then California has their California Consumer Privacy Act, so which is CCPA. And all three of those classify web cookies as unique identifiers considered to be personal information. So while a cookie does not share your actual personal information, it doesn't share your name, doesn't share your address, it does track how you use a website. 
And that helps marketers and business owners place users into groups and identify common behavior patterns. While most cookies are only site-specific, major ad platforms like DoubleClick, Google Search Network, and Facebook Audience Network have cookies on lots of websites. And because those websites are served all, or their ads are served all over the web on those websites, they can track user behaviors across lots of sites. And as they combine those user patterns, they can develop very user-rich profiles about visitors. So they're getting further and further away from this group of people act like this and closer and closer to Monica Pitts acts like this. I mean, think about it. I told Facebook my name and Facebook then can place ads on other places. And then when I see those ads, Facebook could know that that's me. I don't know if they can, but they could, right? So people are pretty creeped out about this. <laughs> and I mean, I, it feels kind of creepy to me and I do it. So um, I believe this could be like the push, like the big thing that is like pulling on these privacy initiatives. So before we completely have a meltdown about it, though, I just want to just put it in perspective a little bit because, you know, Marketers have been doing this forever, right? In one form or another, when you place an ad in a magazine or in a newspaper, they're giving you access to their users. They are like selling you their user base, just like these ad platforms are doing to people. And when you buy a mailing list or an email list, I mean, like, where do you think they get that, right? And oh my gosh, if you donate to a nonprofit that uses a call center, like, Good luck getting off that list. I donated twenty dollars over a year to a year ago, and they call me like four times a day now. Like, what? I like. I need to know. Like, is this a scam? Because if it is, I really need someone to tell me how to make it stop. Because I've just taken to never answering phone calls that I don't know the numbers for because they are always nonprofit telemarketers asking me for donations. It is wearing me out. So some of these traditional examples, they feel okay, right? I mean, like placing that ad in that magazine or that newspaper, that feels okay. Just like some cookies feel okay. And then others feel disruptive and downright stalkerish. And, and that's the gray area that we're working in here. Like, do we know the terms of service for all of the directory websites that our businesses are listed in? Do we even know what directory websites or businesses are listed in. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. And do we understand what those terms of service really say, like down in the fine print of what they can do with our information just because they found it and listed it on their websites? We don't. I mean, at least I don't. And I, I manage hundreds of websites. So I could only imagine how scary that could feel to somebody who just manages one website. Like how, how do they expect people to know? How will they be holding people accountable for this? Google did just recently say that they are going to start requiring websites to label use of third-party cookies, those ones that can be used on other sites, on websites. How they're gonna hold us accountable, how they're gonna implement that, I don't, I, I really don't know. I'm interested, I'm interested to know right now. <laughs> So as a user, like, how do you manage your cookies? Oh, so some websites allow you to choose to opt out of cookies, right? That's one obvious way to manage it. But it really doesn't solve the whole problem because not everyone has adopted that type of technology on their sites. I mean, and to be clear, 
many people are just telling you this site uses cookies. They're not actually giving you an option to opt out. Opt out. It's like it's a mandate. It's not a choice. They're saying we use it, not is it okay, right? And the only choice you really have in that instance is to just leave the site if you don't want them to use cookies the way that they're using them. So, so then you have a second option though, you can choose your browser. Now, a cookie is a conversation between your browser and a server, right? Now you don't have control about where the websites are hosted, so you, you can't do that, but you can choose your own browser. Now, whichever browser you choose, you need to make sure it's up to date because remember those older versions, they don't offer the same level of cookie control. Apple, Safari, Mozilla Firefox, and Microsoft Edge, Yes, Microsoft Act gagged me with a spoon because ugh, I am like so scarred from developing websites through the 90s for Internet Explorer, may it rest in peace, that the very idea of using a Microsoft browser just makes me want to crawl underneath my desk and like wither away. Okay, but here's the deal. Apple Safari, Mozilla Firefox, Microsoft Edge all have third-party cookie disabled right out of the box, right? So if you update to the latest versions of those, they're going to block third-party cookies. And Mozilla Firefox says it even blocks Facebook trackers and um, it'll let you save like your passwords and it's special like service. So you wouldn't have to use cookies to remember passwords. Now, I love Chrome. Like I'm a Chrome worshiper. I'm a Google worshiper. And so this whole thing with Google not being very progressive with privacy makes me very sad. Um, I feel like I'm kind of on the rocks with my relationship, but I'm still going to continue loving them because they're amazing. Um, and so to my eternal dismay, but not really surprise, um, Chrome is actually the least progressive browser. Now I would like to preface that, or I can't preface it, but I can say now, <laughs> um, that, it does allow you to clear your cookies and not affect single domain cookies. So it'll preserve things like your logins and your settings. You can choose how often it clears them. And you can also check a box to block third party cookies. It just doesn't happen by default. And as of right now, they announced that they're waiting on other major advertisers in the industry to come to an agreement on how things should change before they make any major changes. So you're either going to have to go in and manually change your browser settings or you just have to make peace with the spammy ads if you're going to keep worshiping Chrome like me. So if you decide to block cookies, right, there, there some things are going to happen. You're going to lose some of that goodness, the personalization and convenience that we talked about earlier. And on top of that, like some of the stuff on the websites are just not going to work. It just won't work right. It's not going to work the way you think it should. You would, however, stop some of the spammy feeling ads, which is awesome. Um, you would also not allow website owners to track your browsing data on their sites. And that like breaks my heart because dang it, do I love browsing data. It, I mean, to make a pitch for allowing people to do this, it makes such a big difference to be able to understand how people use a website so that you can make good decisions about your marketing. These businesses are investing money in things that they don't even know if they're working or not because it's really difficult to track. And now you tie it to a website and it makes it so much easier. But if I have a website that doesn't have very much traffic, then I mean, that pretty much like wipes out my browsing data if a third of the people don't actually allow me to track it or maybe half or three quarters. So it kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Oh, things are changing, right? You also 
I mean, I have to put this out there. When you block cookies, you're limiting the ad revenue that some of these websites do depend on to run their businesses because they get paid when you click on those ads on their website and they get paid sometimes just by showing the ads on their websites. But if they don't have the cookies then they won't be able to do it nearly as efficiently as they do now. And you also close the door for businesses to be able to advertise to you through those third party cookies. Like if you wanted to reach out to your customers again, then you would not be able to do that if somebody disables their third party cookies. All right, so if you have a website, do you need a cookie notification on your site? First off, you're going to need to figure out if your website uses cookies. And there are definitely some telltale signs of if your site uses cookies. For example, if you have a WordPress site, which is like 35% of the web, <laughs> or if your website was like professionally built in the last 10 years, it's probably on WordPress. And if you're not sure, then go out to builtwith.com and it will tell you. It'll also tell you if your site uses Google Analytics to track visitor behavior. Those use cookies. If you do remarketing and have Google ads or Facebook tracking pixels installed or display ads from other like ad networks on your website, like if you serve ads, if you allow people to save their login information, or if you have a shopping cart, or if you allow people to adjust the layout of your pages, like if you allow them to flip from a grid style layout to a list style layout, all of those things require cookies. That means you're probably using them, huh? If you're still not sure if your site uses cookies, you can run a test. There are online tests. One that I found for free is Cookie Metrics that I ran my website through and it gives you a report that's pretty easy to follow. If you don't wanna run a report, you can actually just go into your browser. You open up an incognito window, you turn on developer tools. Um, I have instructions for this in the show notes so that way <laughs> you can like follow along. Um, I also made a video about it so that way you don't have to just like be taking notes right now, you open up developer tools and basically it tells you what cookies are in your site. It is on your website. It's showing up right there. It's not like, I mean, anybody can find it. Anybody can see it. You can look at it for any website that's out there. It is public information. If you go to developer tools and look at it, when you're reviewing this information, in the domain column, if it's listed as your domain, that's a first party cookie. If it's not your domain, that's a third party cookie. And in the expires column, that would let you know how long those cookies are in effect before they expire. So yeah, your website probably uses cookies, right? All right, so, so now what do you need to do? Do you need to comply? I mean, if you're receiving traffic from Europe or California, um, you're supposed to be following their rules. It's not like if you're located there. It's like if you have traffic from there. And believe it or not, I mean, like I'm nestled in the Midwest, in USA, right? Um, I'm in Missouri. And every single website I monitor has traffic from those locations. I don't think I have a single one that doesn't. So don't kid yourself by thinking that because you're located in like Iowa, you're all good, right? Um, the World Wide Web really is worldwide and people from all over find websites for like the darndest reasons. So pretty much everybody is supposed to be following the rules. Sorry. I mean, you do still have options. You could do nothing, I guess. <laughs> Not really sure how long that will apply, but for right now you could do nothing. Like, you know, table it, pick it back up later. You wouldn't comply with anything, but maybe you don't care. 
And I mean, really, let's be honest with ourselves. We don't really know how long it's going to be before anybody starts penalizing people for not complying. I mean, heck, they could be doing it right now and we just don't know about it. Or it could be years. I mean, they did start talking about this in 1996, right? <laughs> um, you could disregard all the cookie notifications and just block traffic from Europe and California because maybe you don't care about those folks anyway. I mean, like I care about the Californians, but maybe you don't. Okay, or just an idea. I have to throw this one out there. What if you just actually tell people? What if you just do it? And you explain that you're using cookies in a way that anybody can understand and you're not using techno babble because that's really scary. And you just, you know, tell people. And you could, I mean, you could post a privacy policy, which you're really supposed to have anyway. Um, and while it feels like this would cover all your bases, right? Because that's what a lot of people are doing. They're saying, here it is, we're doing this. You would think that, that would make you compliant, but in actuality, it really doesn't. Because the key is that people get to choose if you track their information. So just telling people, hey, we're tracking you if you're on our site and you agree to let us do it, um, that doesn't, that's not, that's not choosing. That's that's not like you're saying, eat your veggies and you'll get ice cream. Use the cookies and you'll get all this great stuff. No, no, you're saying like, eat your veggies or don't eat. <laughs> And I'm not I'm not saying that I don't say that to my children. It's just that like to truly comply with these initiatives, you have to give people a choice. And that's why it's described as opt in because people have an option. Right. So you need to notify visitors of cookie usage and then post your privacy policy. And you have to delay cookie implementation until the visitors opt in. I'm going to say it again. Delay cookie implementation until after visitors opt in. You can't just fire the cookies and then be like, oh, I mean, I guess you can stop them. That, I mean, you're not really complying, are you? Um, that's like, this is the true meaning as I have interpreted it. Okay, so then if they choose to use your site after opting out, then they're gonna have it. Like without cookies, flaws and all, right? I, I mean, feel like, one of the things that I keep struggling with right now is like, I know that we should be telling people, but what is the exact right way to do it and to get them to let us still track their visitor data? Like third party. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But that first party stuff is just so important to making marketing decisions that I really want to do it in a way that people will still let me track visitor behavior. So I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. One way is like make sure that on your website there is a way to opt out. You might just not let them opt out in your pop-up. But that I don't think that's really compliant, do you? I mean, you're not, uh, you're not, your cookies are there, right? Until they opt in. I, no, but they're, no, the cookies are there already. They didn't opt in. So I just don't see how that can be compliant. But that's what a lot of people are doing. I think that's a gray area. Like I said, um, you know, here's how we use cookies. Learn more or opt out by clicking here. You're making them take another step to opt out, which, you know, if you make them take another step, they're probably <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> um, and then there's other robust options that I've seen that are pretty amazing that I'm like, wow, this is a great, really robust like user interface where, you know, the pop-up 
comes up or the notification comes up and it's like, hey, necessary cookies, you could have preference cookies, statistics cookies and marketing cookies. Which one do you want to use? And and letting people check those boxes and then, you know, clicking allow. I mean, the implementation is up to you. You can tell that I'm torn about how ethical it is um, as far as how these notifications should be formatted. But I mean, fortunately, this decision isn't up to me. It's up to you. So I'm just here to give you ideas with which you can, you know, make an educated decision about what's right for you. So there are definitely services that you can pay to do some of this stuff for you. Now, if you choose an all-in-one solution, like a service, right, you'll still need to implement it. You can't just sign up and have it magically appear on your website because your site and that service have to talk to one another and someone has to make that happen. Those services are all things that you have to pay for. They're billed monthly or annually. And if you just have one site, they're actually pretty affordable. If you have like hundreds of websites, they don't seem so affordable anymore. That's kind of where I'm at. So I haven't used any of them. There are a couple that I found, CookieBot, Cookie Matrix, and iBuenda that seemed, they, they showed up over and over again. But I'm a DIY lady, right? Unless I can't find another way. And so I also wanna talk about the fact that you can do it yourself. WordPress has a number of plugins that you can use to serve these notices and also block cookies until pe people opt in. Like I said, there's all kinds of different ways that you can format the opt-in. You can do it when people scroll to a certain spot or when they go to more than one page or if they click accept or, you know, and like, and I do think that you need to think through these on your own and think, you know, does this actually, you know, is this giving people a choice? Because that's what you're trying to do. The one that we use is... Cookie Notice for GDPR and CCPA by DFactory. I mean, it has over a million installs and a five-star rating from over 2,000 reviews. And it's a pretty robust plugin. There's others also that you can use, and um, I'll link to those in the show notes. Now, if you do a um, DIY method, do know that, you, I mean, you're going to have to be diligent in testing it because you can't just install it and expect that it's that it's working and that you're somewhat compliant, right? You actually have to do it. So there, you, Cookie Metrics, obviously, we talked about that one earlier. They'll they'll run a report for you. And EZI GDPR is another one that I ran a report on that was pretty cool. So, and, and those are free reports. They're free scans. That doesn't necessarily make them the end-all be-all. Like if you, if you are in Europe and you really do have to comply, you know, this is, or, or, you know, maybe you just feel like ethically like pulled to, to do this thing so people can have a choice, then you will need to make sure that you are compliant. And that may mean paying for a scan or for someone to, you know, give you the bill of approval. All right. Yes. So that is it. That is like all I have about cookies. You've got it. So just to recap, cookies are secure ways for browsers and servers to talk back and forth. They're used to adjust your user experience, track user behaviors and target ads. And like any other baked treat, a little bit of cookie is super tasty, but too many cookies can make your tummy really hurt. But you don't have to be scared of the cookie notices anymore. I mean, the choice is really in your hand, quite literally, with the click of a mouse. You can choose to accept cookies and go about your business as you always had, um, or you can choose to decline them. You can change your browser settings. And 
as a business, you can add the cookie notification in a number of different ways, or you can just, you know, choose to go on and wait until somebody tells you you absolutely have to do it. All right. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's very valuable. So get back to all the things you have to do and grab a plate of chocolate chippers to celebrate. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on, market with purpose.